0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Shay Dixon here on Wednesday, January 3rd. Shay, we just did a uh, reaction podcast to the bowl game, to uh, what Makai Wingo going pro and Lance Hurd uh, entering the portal. So that's all on yesterday's podcast, uh, which a lot of people seem to enjoy. So thank you all for that. Uh, and just like that, we're back with more breaking news um, as Brian Kelly. Um, Decides to part ways with essentially the entire defensive staff. He keeps John Janstik on, but head defensive coordinator Matt House, uh, cornerbacks coach Robert Steeples, safety um, safety coach uh, Kerry Cooks, and uh, defensive line coach Jimmy Lindsay have all been relieved of their duties. So that is where we're are, where we're at right now. And uh, where do you want to start?
1: I mean, it was this is the only time I can remember where a coach. At LSU is in place where he, there's no like, he's not on the hot seat or anything. And he fires an entire staff on one side of the ball. It's almost unprecedented. And everyone felt like there would be a change with a defensive back, whether it was both Robert Steeples and, and, um, Claire Cooks, I'm sorry, or if it was just one, but that the DB struggled so much that there would be a change there. And then with defensive line, it was just a tough situation when Jimmy Lindsay goes out with a medical condition that keeps him out all year of his first year being here as D line coach coming from South Carolina. And that it wouldn't be surprising if Brian Kelly said, let's move him into an analyst role. Let's bring on a defensive line coach. The defensive line did not play well this year. They had to bring in the legend Pete Jenkins halfway through the year just to kind of get him through the season. So the debate was Matt House. And. I feel like Matty B and would he keep him for another year? Like, was it a personnel issue or was it a coaching issue? And that was something we sat around and debated on the podcast, the board articles, LSU fans were debated amongst amongst themselves. It appears at the end of the day that Brian Kelly thought it was clearly both. He had said before it was a personnel issue. It also was on the coaches, but when you fire every single coach that's on defense, then that clearly tells me Brian Kelly thought it was a coaching issue. So yeah. yes they don't have the talent that they're used to on defense but brian kelly also thought they didn't have the coaches that they should have on defense and look this is at his feet right i mean these were all guys he hired he didn't inherit any of them he went out and hired every single one of them and now two years into his tenure tenure he's fired every single one of them to me that just speaks to one thing and it's something that we've talked about plenty but Brian Kelly came to LSU to win championships. He's up there in age now. He's won a championship at the FCS level, had success at Cincinnati, had success at Central Michigan, had success at Notre Dame, obviously. Now at LSU, two seasons, 10 wins in both seasons after the first losing season since 1999, Jared DiNardo's year when they replaced him with Nick Saban. Now two years in, he's got an SEC West crown. He's won a Heisman. He's uh, or his you know, his team is one of Heisman and Jaden Daniels. Um, it shows to me that this is it. He wants to win a national championship, and if he sees things that are standing in his way, he's going to deal with them. And in this case, it was D- the defense, which finished 108 out of 133 NCAA teams. And he said, look, I need not just one change. I need wholesale changes. I want all new coaches.
0: And the interesting, I mean, this is, the the staff changes, like you said. The interesting part was I was like, okay, is he going to keep house and change all the other personnel? Is he going to how is he going to go about this? And I think an overhaul was kind of necessary. Um, I've talked about it, the personnel not being good enough, but ultimately, I, I talked about the last podcast. I mean, we we saw in that Wisconsin game how underprepared and underwhelming they were in that game, and I do think that might be like like the the straw that broke the back at the end of the day. I do obviously this has been in works. I think for plenty of time as far as a month goes since the end of the regular season, whatever. But at this point from what we've seen as far as player reactions, what we've seen as far as um, recruiting goes and just all the things that have played into this over the past month and a half to get to this point, this feels like the only outcome. It feels like this couldn't have gone any other way with the atrocity that we just watched on the defensive side of the ball, you can't just change one position coach. You can't just change two position coaches. This needed to be a wholesale change because from my perspective, the defense under Matt house in both years, which includes year one where they had some success was it felt, and I wrote about this. It felt like the defense was always on its back foot. It's always felt like it was reacting to the offense. It wasn't on the attack. And in year one, it was able to overcome that with a uh, halftime adjustments, right? We talked about that. They were great at, halftime adjustments and coming out in the second half well you were still getting punched in the face first and so now year two you're getting punched in the face and you can't fight back and it just was one thing on top of another and it was unfortunate jimmy Lindsay's situation so the defensive line wasn't as good as it could be and then you know injuries or greg brooks um obviously with um him leaving and everything just breaking down but ultimately this couldn't have gone any other way And I think for one, it is uh, the best decision for, for Brian Kelly moving forward.
1: And Brian Kelly, uh, put out a statement and said, look, this is a difficult decision. Um, like I got to know a lot of the guys, all of them that coached on defense that were let go and they're great guys. They are great people, guys like Robert Steeples. The kids loved him, but yeah. just, I think at the end, as Brian Kelly said in his statement, um, and you wrote about the story when it broke, but he said, look, it's, this isn't easy, but this is the business. And. here's his quote. He said, decisions like these are always difficult. We don't take them lightly, but they're made with the best interest of our program and our student athletes in mind. Moving forward, we will continue working to build a championship caliber coaching staff in support of our mission to graduate champions. So I think it just fits right in line with what we're saying. Brian Kelly knows that, Hey, look, there's an expanded playoffs coming. I'm at the back end of my career. He has said it in public multiple times that this is his final coaching stop. So, if he's going to win a title at this level, he wants it to be with a staff that he thinks is the best that, that's out there. And clearly, he doesn't think that after two years, his staff on defense was going to get it done. And that's tough. Obviously, it affects families and everything like that. But at the end of the day, it's coaching, that's the business. And now we begin to search where it's so easy to forget right now, Maddie B, that he's got to hire. An offensive coordinator as well. I mean, he's out coordinators on both sides of the ball right now. I know that that's just one position on offense and that he named co-offensive coordinators. And look, if Joe Sloan gets the offensive coordinator job, it just kind of settles that right there. But defensively, you've got to go out and hire every single piece of this. And we've already dropped our first defensive hot board. A lot of names on there, a lot of intriguing names on there. We've already dropped our first – uh, of a new installment, we have on the Bengal Tiger, uh, which is the buzz and rumors of just names we're hearing, things we're watching, um, ties to different coaches that could play in uh, to the overall picture here of who Brian Kelly does hire. But I think it's evident at this point that, or I think I should back up here. One thing I'm going to watch for it right now is, do you hire a coordinator before you hire anybody else? Because does the coordinator need to have a say in who he's surrounded by or does Brian Kelly name a DB coach and a D line coach and then hires a coordinator. And the thing I'll throw in there is the coordinator, you can only have 10 on-field coaches, the coordinator like Matt house also coaches a position, Matt house coach linebacker. So unless you've got a coordinator in mind and you think the deal's done, it's kind of hard to go out there and hire position coaches because if I want to hire in this case, Maddie B here, and Maddie B mm-hmm. specializes in D line coaching. Well, I don't need to go hire a D line coach right now, and then in two weeks be like, I want to hire Maddie B to be my DC, and his experience is D line. Well, whoops, I just hired a D line coach two weeks ago. So, I wonder if the first domino that has to drop is the coordinator.
0: Yeah, you do. I mean, in a lot of situations, and as you know, we've followed some different coaching changes and whatnot. I do think there are situations where you can hire one of like an on-staff coach at wherever safety corner linebacker. But in general, I do believe that you want to um, hire a defensive coordinator first. I will say a lot of these defensive coordinators, a lot of these coaches that have been around for a long time can are flexible, have have coached different positions, like have coached safeties or corners or have even coached linebackers. Um, That's something that as you get to older coaches that have been in the business for a long time, you, you see that more. So if you have one home run higher that you're locked in on, I think you can make that. But at the same time, it I agree with you. I think the defensive coordinator has to take, has to take priority. So with that in mind, I would like him to have uh, a name or two that he wants to bring in as well for comfort's sake to uh, kind of help the rebuild. But overall, I think, The names that y'all have, you and Billy, y'all have done a great job at kind of accumulating so far. It's very exciting for LSU fans, but at the same time, the defensive coordinator hire is the most important, and that's what's going to dictate how this rebuild goes and how everybody is used.
1: You wrote a piece today as well of what the new defensive coordinator will be tasked with um, in taking over this roster Without giving everything away, kind of what stood out to you the most when you say, "Okay, the slate has been wiped clean. Here's the players. What is the coordinator's biggest kind of task moving forward?"
0: Yeah, um, this was interesting to do because it helped me take a step back, just from where LSU is right now. Um, obviously, you can get to the personnel aspect of it. They need to rebuild the defensive line. They need to fix back up the the back end of the defense. Um, obviously, Harold Perkins is kind of the guy to me that you want. I think whenever Brian Kelly has these interviews with defensive coordinators, one of the first questions is how would you go about using Harold Perkins and maybe like a Deshaun Womack? Because that's not only important for this year, but that's important for years to come. To what happens when you get these five-star players? That all right? Maybe it's not obvious how you're going to use them, but you can be creative and whatnot. Um, I just think that's an important aspect. But overall, I think I mentioned it early on, building an identity, having an identity. I, I mentioned Jim Knowles going to Ohio State and immediately kind of flipping that um, switch on that defense. And I think that's what LSU is looking for. That's why I think this decision was so important from Ryan Kelly. But the hire has to be a, a guy who's done it before, an experienced Coach and someone who comes in with not only an identity, but like an edge almost to him, because this is going to be kind of a painful rebuild where you don't have obvious talent outside of like Harold Perkins and maybe Deshaun Womack and Whit Weeks and guys like that. But the depth probably isn't there in a lot of spots. You're going to have to make some tough decisions and you're going to have to really cut your teeth here for the first year and say, All right, this is our culture. This is our identity. This is exactly who we need to become, and that's why I'm excited to see who they pick.
1: John Jancic, who was an analyst and then moved into the outside linebackers coach role and special teams, and then had to go down to defensive line to help out, is still on staff. We've confirmed that. Same with Bob Diaco, um, who's been a defensive coordinator three times before with Kelly, uh, is doing special teams work uh, right now after being an analyst. So two more kind of notable things there of guys who – moved from analysts during the season into on-field roles that were not let go. Um, we'll see how that transpires, whether they go back to an analyst role or does Jancic take over special teams or Diaco take over special teams. Diaco certainly will try to put his name into the ring for the DC job, given, like yeah. I said, he was he was Kelly's DC at Central Michigan at Cincinnati and again at Notre Dame when he won the Broyles award uh, in 2012. So, We'll monitor that. Um, We just wanted to come on and give you all a quick reaction to just what happened. I'll say this. I am on a scale of 1 to 10, and I'll let you answer as well. If you were to tell me he was going to fire everyone that worked on defense, I'd put that at a 9. I thought maybe Kerry Cooks would get retained because he worked with House. I mean, excuse me, worked with Brian Kelly before, but he wasn't as a safeties coach uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, Matty B, that everyone was retained, that everyone was let go.
0: Yeah, I'm I'll probably surprise. I'm probably at like an eight as well. I I didn't think all of them, but ultimately, when you have the year that you have, and you have the bowl game that you have, I really, I mean, the clip I post on Twitter, it's it's just the evidence becomes overwhelming when you have a month to prepare and you still get ran over like that against Wisconsin. I just it becomes undeniable to a, to a degree and. With that being said, I think wholesale changes are perfectly fine. I think you want to give the new defensive coordinator some leeway. You want to give him an opportunity to maybe bring in a guy or two that he wants to bring in. And ultimately, I you don't want to go too far down this path. But even from a recruiting perspective, this staff hasn't, like the previous, now previous staff, wasn't an overwhelming, like, dominant recruiting force to where you you will really need to keep them so i mean shuffling it up isn't that is not not the end of the world here from either perspective on field or recruiting in my opinion
1: Uh, we said this would be a reaction pod so we usually keep those to 15 minutes we're running a little bit over that now but we'll finish with a couple questions here that we'll both answer but i'll ask them one brian kelly talked so much about continuity being important it's impossible to have right now on defense when you fired every single coach that coaches there On offense, Mike Denbrock left after two years and took the Notre Dame job, OC job, Um, obviously helped guide them to a Heisman winner, number one offense in college football. They finished the year as the number one offense in college football. Washington is the only team that could have jumped them. They won't, um, you know, with only one game left and it being against Michigan. But do you. With continuity in minor you would you be okay or would you consider it perfectly reasonable and within a realm of expectation of championship standards if Joe Sloan got the offensive coordinator job
0: I would be fine with that I would I would be fine with that and I mean I think you have you have a great pulse on like as far as what uh, especially when it comes to to like that whole situation and how tight all the coaches are and stuff I think that would be great for continuity stakes and offensively I think continuity matters defensively i think it needs a tear it down fresh coat of paint everything um under the sun so i i'm not worried about the continuity on defense uh, especially since it seems like the players are are okay with you shaking it up and you know potentially maybe keeping a couple more players there so on defense i'm fine with it tear it down start from scratch all of that stuff Offensively, I would be fine if it's Joe Sloan as the offensive coordinator, or if it's Cortez Hankton and Joe Sloan as co sees. I would be uh, perfectly fine with that.
1: Same here. And I think that that would provide continuity with the offense, the offensive scheme. Nussmeyer, who clearly, you know, Joe Sloan has worked hand in hand with him. He's your quarterback next year. Um, He coached him in the bowl game. Nuss looked great, Um, you know, all things considered being at his very first start. So I, uh, I would totally be okay with that. And I, think that that's a route they should explore defensively final question here on Billy's hot board which like I said it's one dollar right now to become a member of the Bengal Tiger and honestly with the hot board and the buzz and rumors I think those are two stories right there for a dollar they're worth it let alone all the recruiting news that's coming yep. all of like a five star and Bryce Underwood announces this week a quarterback yep. Harlem yep. Barry's about to announce here in an hour uh the number one running back in the country and then you've got another signing day coming let alone other stuff that could happen so a month for uh, a month for a dollar. If you're not a member of the Bengal tiger yet on three, that's where me and Matthew and Billy hang out every day. We've been there all day today, talking with everybody on the message board, writing articles. This is uh, probably about as good as time of ever to take advantage of it. But on Billy's hot board, um, give me one name that you read that you said I could, I would like, that would be a good hire. And I think they all would be honestly, but where you say that would be a big hire.
0: This is a, really really impressive list and i think you know even if there are names that maybe aren't on here that some fans want to see those are also good names like there's no name on here that i'm like ah, uh, you know i don't i don't know about that one this is extensive when you get into it and like Shay said it's well worth a dollar if i had to name one hmm, I'm, I'm still a believer and i mean as i look more into the, these other names i think you know Gidry from Miami is a name that's been brought up a decent amount on social media and stuff, so that's one that's intriguing to me. But I'll say Blake Baker from Missouri because I, the past two years have been genuinely very, very impressive for what he's done at Missouri with a bunch of three-star guys, I mean, uh, defensive back. he like He has turned them into NFL players at linebacker, at defensive back, and that's the type of growth and development that LSU needs at this point and he is a guy that can set that foundation and once you surround him with position coaches that are excellent recruiters I think that would be a very very exciting hire so Blake Baker's one that I know we've talked about for like a year but he is still a really 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 good coach
1: yeah he played at Tulane too and obviously coached LSU met his wife um, who played soccer at LSU so he would have connections to here you mentioned Gidry as well he's a Louisiana guy i'll give one that has no connections to louisiana and it might not even be a realistic possibility but that you have to have them on the list and that's jesse minner uh, who's only 40 years old but um, was a broils award finalist uh, as the dc at michigan this year and i think the one little connection you could make is before he got that michigan dc job maddie b three years ago he was clark lee's coach or defensive coordinator at vanderbilt and clark lee obviously was a defensive coordinator Under Brian Kelly, I'm sure Brian Kelly would love to have Clark Lee, a guy like that, come and be the defensive coordinator. He's busy with a head coaching job at Vandy, not available. But if Harbaugh bolts for the NFL and a new head coach comes to Michigan, a guy like Minner would have a decision on his hands of whether to stay or go or, you know, decide what's next in his career. I think he's intriguing. A Burroughs Award finalist, someone who clearly understands where the modern offenses are and where they're going and how to stop them and how to defend them. And you just watch Michigan play. They are so good on defense. They are never out of position. They play well. They play hard. They tackle well. And everyone up there sings his praises. So I don't know how realistic that is, but I think he's a name that certainly belongs on the list.
0: Yeah, that's, um, like Shay said, awesome list um, from uh, Billy. Um, I know Shay worked on as well, but the hot board 1.0 is out. So subscribe to the Bengal Tiger on three if you have not already for that and we're all over the board the board has been incredibly active so shout out to all y'all listening to this podcast that are on the board um every day we really appreciate y'all and yeah anything else
1: nope that's it well and we'll have plenty to come um this is just kind of a right away reaction let's toss some thoughts out there and a couple names but we'll see where things go and we'll have you guys covered
0: yep we will have to do a mailbag next week that'll oh god no we
1: do two hour mailbag i can't do it we'll figure it out we will
0: We will. Um, But, yeah, thank you all for joining us. Uh, Leave us a like, comment, share, subscribe on uh, YouTube if you haven't already. Uh, Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple, Spotify if you are listening on the audio side, and subscribe to the Bengal Tiger on 3 for the best LSU coverage out there, especially during this time. You get um, more than enough uh, for your $1 for a month or your yearly subscription. So thank you all for joining us. We will talk to you all later.